Roundtable. I'm Tom Medlin, W5KUB, and man, we got the whole team with us tonight. We're going to have a lot of fun tonight. Uh, today is August the 10th, 2021. Boy, time's flying. Oh, man. Hey, uh... We didn't have our 40-meter net tonight. The 40-meter has been so bad the last few weeks, I just hadn't had the net. But I'm still looking for somebody who wants to call a net. Get in touch with me, and it'll free me up. Actually, I've enjoyed having the time off the net uh, so I can get ready for the show each uh, Tuesday night. So give me a call or shoot me an email if you're interested in that. Hey, if this is your first time to uh, join us tonight, uh, let us know in a chat room. I'd love to uh, hear from you and let us know where you are and... Uh, uh, that you're new tonight, uh, and uh, we welcome you. Also, if you're out there listening on International Shortwave tonight on WBCQ on 7490, uh, we uh, we thank you for tuning in. And uh, hey, send us an email to Tom at W5KUB.com. That's Tom at W5KUB.com. And tell us where in the world you are and how you're hearing the station tonight, and we'll get you a QSL card for 7490 uh, for the International Shortwave uh, Reception Report there. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, hit the subscribe button. We need everybody out there. Please hit the subscribe button on the YouTube uh, 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 panel there. Uh, we need you. Uh, uh, we need subscribers. Uh, each subscriber we get helps us to uh, rank our show a little bit higher out there in the YouTube world. And, uh, you know, when you're surfing YouTube and you're looking at certain videos, you know the little videos on the left, on the right side there that's kind of recommended? Well, that, that puts us in that recommended side there and uh, people click on us. And we have about, we have about 30% of, of our uh, audience uh, each Tuesday night actually clicks on us just because they saw us advertised on YouTube. So please click the uh, subscribe button there. We'd really uh, appreciate that. Hey, got some sad news. I don't know if everybody has heard this. Um, uh, Mike uh, uh, Ennis, uh, KB5YJF. Uh, Mike uh, died this week from the uh, COVID variant, the, what is it, the Delta uh, variant of uh, covid uh, Mike was the manager for uh, the production for Ameritron uh, down in Starkville with uh, MFJ. So uh, I talked to Martin today, Martin Jew, and Martin's having to kind of fill in, and uh, it's it's a uh, it's a big loss for him down here. Uh, Mike was a great guy, and uh, everybody uh, uh, couldn't couldn't say enough about Mike there. Uh, but uh, he uh, he left us this week. Thoughts and prayers go out to uh, Mike's uh, family out there. Uh, we've got Huntsville coming up in about 10 days. We're still going, and we'll be webcasting the entire uh, uh, Huntsville event there. In fact, we will webcast all day on setup day. You never know who may walk by in, on setup day and, and uh, get in front of the microphone and the camera. Uh, sometimes we have a lot of fun on setup day so it's kind of an extra day there so three days of uh of uh webcasting that's that would be the 20th that'd be august 20th 21st and 22nd and um hope uh tune in we've got a lot of prizes out there we've got many 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 prizes out there you can go to w5kub.com 
And you can click on prizes, uh, Huntsville 2021, uh, up in the uh, menu, and you can see some of the prizes we've already loaded in there for, for you guys. And uh, uh, it's going to be fun giving away the prizes, so it uh, should be easy to win. We've got everything from handy talkies to watt meters to magazines to uh, you name it, we've got it. So uh, that's going to be fun. Hey, let's go around the room real quick and just say hello to, to uh, the people that are uh, in here tonight remotely. And, uh, and then we'll get this show started uh, in just a few minutes. It looks like to me the first person up is John here. Hey, John, how you doing? Good, Tom. How are you? Well, I'm, I'm doing good, man. Hey, thanks for joining us tonight. And, oh, thanks for uh, having me in. You know... It's been a long time. We've had you on a show before, but we need to schedule something and get you on here. Uh, Definitely. Again. I'm just sitting down here in my little my little closet, as some people call it. So, you know, hey, yeah. just watching your show here. I'm usually on Tuesday nights when I'm down playing the radio anyway. So it's good to be on. All right. We'd love to have you come on one night again and maybe talk about, you know, you know Fusion or, you know, whatever you'd like to talk about. There's There's a lot of interest out there. Definitely. All right. Who else we got out there? Let's see. Uh, oh, I'm looking at Don Wilbanks. Hey, Don, how you doing? Hey, Tom. Thanks a lot. Uh, doing great. Uh, first off, wanted to thank you for uh, letting us uh, do the Young Ham of the Year Award presentation here tonight live on uh, Amateur Radio Roundtable. You know, we normally do that at Huntsville and have since 1993, and you've always been gracious enough to include us in your webcast there. So, uh, what better place to do it remotely than right here on the W5KUB.com and Amateur Radio Roundtable. So uh, we thank you for that, and that presentation is uh, going to be uh, coming up here in just a little bit. All right, and you know what? Looking looking forward to it, and we always look forward to the Young and Ham uh, presentation. And as you mentioned, we've been doing it now for a number of years. In fact, uh, you know, uh, it, it makes us think about Bill, Bill Pasternak, still. Yeah, and, miss him it, every day. There's... Yeah. Uh, all of us at Newsline, we, we, we run everything through the filter of WWBD. <clears throat> what would Bill do? Yeah. And, you know, Bill, uh, 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 even though Bill got sick toward the end there and couldn't make it, he was actually going to be on a show, I think, that, that right before he, uh, he passed away. But he was able to watch. Uh, from home, he was able to watch the Young Ham of the Year presentation. Even though he couldn't be there, he was still part of it. So we we're really just glad that that could happen. You know. Yeah, he was always texting me right up until time to uh, time to do it on uh, on stage at Huntsville, and it was just aggravating as, as yeah. it could be. But that's just Bill, you know. And you see, we've got his uh, we've got his uh, license his plate license hanging plate. up here. Yep. Yeah, and the other one is with uh, uh, the person who took his place as editor-in-chief of Newsline uh, over in New York. That's Karen Eve Murray, KD2GUT. She has the uh, she has the one from the back, and I have the one, uh, or she has the one from the front, and I have the one from the back. I think, or oh, vice versa. Okay, nonetheless, right. we we've got his we've got his you you've his got ITS it covered. Place. Yeah, yeah, boy, trying. All right, let's see who we got. Let's 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 pull in Katie and Dwayne next. How you guys doing out there in Montana? We're not in Montana. Oh, I'm sorry, Wyoming. <laughs> Wyoming. Why, why did I say Montana? Why did I say Montana? You're not in only been on the show. <laughs> I, I, We've only been around for like five years on the show, Tom. Yeah, but yeah. No, did, we're doing I, good I out here. Thanks. It's I good to see it. Lots of friends that we haven't seen in a while because of obviously we haven't. Nobody's been going to Hamfest, so 
Really appreciate the opportunity to help uh, Don and the crew with the uh, Young Ham of the Year Award tonight. And what else? Yeah, and, and I can tell Don how to figure out who has the front and the back license plate. Look for the one that's covered in bugs. Exactly. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's the one that you have. Um, yeah, looking forward to the show. This is going to be a fun show. Yeah. All right. Well, Pass great. it back to you, Tom. All right, great. Let's see. We've got, uh, we've got Faith Hannah standing by. How you doing, Faith? Pretty good. Well, it's been a little warm today. Yeah. Hey, we're so glad to have you on here tonight, and uh, it's going to be a fun night. And uh, I'm just looking forward to uh, hearing the story again. And I've got some pictures of you here. We'll probably show. Now I don't have the. I'm not going to show the baby pictures tonight. Okay. Your dad sent me the baby pictures, but I'm not going to have the baby pictures on here. I promise you. Well, maybe I actually one. saw him looking through them. Maybe like, one, <laughs> maybe one or two. I don't know. Well, I don't know what we'll have yet. Okay. Well, very, hey, I'm glad you're there. And, uh, hey, we'll probably see you maybe in about a week down in uh, Huntsville, right? Maybe. Yeah. We're okay. still trying to figure that out. Yeah. Okay. Well, very good. All right. And uh, Glenn, have we talked to Glenn yet? Or is it, Glenn, are you the last one here? Well, you, you've skipped over Rich. Oh, I'm sorry. We, well, see, I have so many people in here, I can't see them all on my screen. <laughs> well, well, you you we'll want to do me or you want to do Rich first? No, let's do you while we've got you now. Yeah, get me out of the way. Yeah, how you doing? <laughs> yeah, I'm doing real good. Uh, the new book is officially out. Don't know if I mentioned that last week or not. Those of you that are having trouble sleeping, there's a new sleep aid out on the market now from ARRL. And uh, they're going to be bringing a couple copies to Huntsville, and we're going to be giving them out as door prizes in my Arduino forum down at Huntsville, along with uh, a few other prizes. The, the PhaseDoc folks are going to be donating uh, one of their Arduino PhaseDoc uh, units. Uh, I reviewed that in QST uh, last year, I believe. And uh, there will also be a couple uh, Arduino boards as door prizes in the forum. So Huntsville's about 10 days away, and I'm ready to go. All right. We'll see you down there and get your arm ready to sign those books. We'll get you to autograph them there. All right, Rich. Come on in here, Rich. Last, We saved the last for the, be the best for the last year. Hey, Rich, come on in here. Good evening, everybody. Glad to be here for a bonus appearance in uh, the middle of the yeah. month instead of the end of the month. I'll be here then, too. We just... Uh, finished wrapping up the September issue, so I'll be able to tell you about it in a couple of weeks. And uh, I'm looking forward to doing the Young Ham of the Year presentation with uh, Don and John tonight, and particularly with Faith Hannah. And uh, uh, miss not being in Huntsville, but uh, it uh, seems to be the best option is to do what we're doing tonight. So glad to be here. All right, we'll we'll miss you there. We're gonna try to go, and uh, I don't know. We'll we're gonna try to stay safe if that's possible. All right, well, thanks, Rich. Well, Katie, why don't you go ahead and pick it up there and kick off this this first uh, great segment we have? I'm real proud to have this tonight. Thank you, Tom. I am as well, and it's always a great joy to be able to be at Huntsville and watch our young ham of the year on the stage and. Um, and, and all the people around that get to participate and watch as that person receives a, a great recognition for all of their work. And um, 
I remember one year we didn't make it to Huntsville, but watched it on Amateur Radio Roundtable and watched all my friends. It's a lot of fun. And so it's kind of like that again tonight. And all of you who are watching live on YouTube tonight, so glad you could join us. And for those of you that are watching after the fact, that's okay, because it's always a time to celebrate someone special in ham radio and to lead off the segment about our young ham of the year and to take it over i'm going to pass it to my friend don wilbanks ae5dw take it away don (laughs) thank you katie and tom we uh, certainly appreciate you guys uh helping us celebrate youth and amateur radio tonight um bill passionate came up with this award back in the 80s and since 1993 it has been uh it has been presented at the huntsville ham fest and uh, this will be the third time since 1995 that I've not made the Huntsville Ham Fest. Only the third time, and uh, only the second time that it's that it's not been uh, presented at the Huntsville. Second or third, I guess we didn't have one last year either, did we? But anyway, nonetheless, I digress. Uh, Huntsville is the home of the Young Ham of the Year Award, and uh, for the safety of uh, of our uh, of our winner and their family, we decided to do this remotely tonight. And it was by far the best decision, given how fast the Delta variant has blown up. And uh, we certainly um, uh, hope that everyone who goes uh, comes back home with uh, nothing more than they wanted to bring home, if you know what I mean. So uh, everyone stay safe. And so with that, let me, uh, let me introduce to you first off uh, the people who help make uh, the Amateur Radio Newsline, Bill Pasternak, WA6ITF Young Ham of the Year Award possible, and that's our, our corporate partners. Uh, Yezu USA for the last 35 years, uh, CQ Communication for the last 25 years, uh, Heil Sound came on board 11 years ago, and Radio Waves nine years ago. And unfortunately, we don't have representatives from Heil nor Radio Waves tonight. Uh, some scheduling difficulties and uh, just not able to uh, put all of those uh, connections together. But nonetheless, we do have Rich and we do have John uh, from uh, CQ and from Yezu. And we also have Faith Hannah Lee, KD3 Zulu. Let me tell you a little bit about, about Faith Hannah. She is the daughter of James, WX4TV, and Michelle, uh, N8ZQZ, Leah. Her brother and uh, two sisters are also hams. She credited her parents with being her biggest influence in her entry into ham radio. She said her journey began... Uh, at the age of 10, back in December of 2014. Now you do the math, that's seven years. Six weeks after getting her tech, uh, she had earned her amateur extra license. So, and to give you an idea of how fast this, this young girl has worked, her nomination packet was too big to be emailed. We had to, we had to ship it around to all the judges via Dropbox. It was 70 megabytes and 58 pages long. And just our press release was six pages. So I've tried to uh, glean the cream off the top of those six pages to uh, tell you a little bit more about, uh, about Faith Hannah. 18 months after being licensed, she was invited to join the 2016 Dave Calter Memorial Youth DX team operating uh, PJ6 from the Dutch island of Saba. Among those PJ6 achievements was a satellite contact that broke the SO50 distance world record. She wrote an article about that event, which was published in the March-April 2017 issue of the AMSAT Journal. In August of 2018, Faith Hannah took part in the week-long Youngsters on the Air program in Johannesburg, South Africa, where she participated in kit building and antenna building projects, satellite operations, and a high-altitude balloon launch. She wrote an article about her experiences in South Africa, and that was published in the CQ. 
Back in December of 2018, Faith Hannah and her younger sister Hope uh, in the 2L and her father organized a 36-hour mini-D expedition to the Dry Tortugas in the Gulf of Mexico off the southwest coast of Florida. They activated November 4 Tango. The girls logged 1,970 HF contacts and 100 satellite contacts. And Faith Hannah's account of the N4T operation was again published by CQ Magazine. She's uh, developed quite the writing credentials. She and Hope uh, also shared the April 2019 cover. Uh, she completed high school through homeschooling. And before doing so, she enrolled in Daytona State College, where she earned an Associate of Arts degree at the age of 15. Presently, she's enrolled in Stetson University in D-Land, Florida, where she's recognized as a member of the junior class. She maintains a 4.0 GPA. No surprise there, as she works towards earning two different degrees, a Bachelor of Science in Molecular and Cellular Biology and a Bachelor of Business Administration. She has said she's exploring two career tracks, medicine or the law, or maybe both. And in 2020, she earned a $25,000 scholarship from the Foundation for Amateur Radio. And just last year, or this year actually, a $16,000 scholarship in the Voice of Democracy essay contest sponsored by the Veterans of Foreign Wars, finishing first in Florida, second in the nation. And of course, you can follow Faith Hannah, uh, K3DZ, and her family and their activities on their hamradio.world YouTube channel, where they have nearly 13,000 subscribers. And somewhere on there is a short, just less than one-minute video of, of her interviewing a cardboard cutout of me at Hamvention a couple of years ago. Yeah, it's uh, it's 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 a it, it, it's a highbrow video. You really should you really should watch it. So uh, let's hear from from the lady herself. Uh, it's my uh, it's my intense pleasure and great honor to uh, introduce to you uh, Faith Hannah Lee, our uh, 2021 Bill Pasternak uh, Amateur Radio Newsline Young Ham of the Year. Faith, congratulations! Thank you so much. Um. I really don't know what to say because I didn't even know I was nominated until about a week ago when I heard that I had won. And that was kind of strange because if you don't know that you're nominated, you don't know to even consider um, winning. So it was kind of a big shock, but it was a good shock. Well, tell us what was going through your mind when... Uh when you got the call from our, our Young Ham of the Year um, uh, uh, committee chairman, Mark Abramovich, NT3V. Um, so I thought it was kind of just like a regular interview. Um, like to, I thought it was like they're going to interview several people to help narrow down. Um, but then at the end of the call, he said, well, I'm deputized to tell you that you are the 2021 um, Young Ham of the Year. And that was pretty cool. Yeah, we have that audio on uh, on the last uh, last week's amateur radio newsline report. Where you going? Wow, that's pretty cool. And I think that's that's just like the, the perfect uh, the perfect response. So, okay, Stetson University is it going to be medicine? Is it going to be the law, or is it going to be some other thing that that I don't understand? The main thing right now is medicine, but um, law is still in the considerations because there's so much going on with medicine and law that they're so intertwined with um, like malpractice suits or um, stuff like that so it would probably help to have the knowledge from both of them 
since I do want to be a physician, but who knows, maybe I'll like law better. Well, that's what I was just getting ready to say, especially as far as malpractice goes, uh, to, to have a lawyer who is intimately familiar with both of those disciplines, medicine and the law, then uh, that's, that is something that is, is fairly rare because it takes a long time to get both of those degrees, to be a, a medical doctor and to be an attorney. So, um, yeah, that is, that is definitely a long haul. So um, let's talk about just um, what, what are some of your favorite things to do in, in ham radio? That's what I want to know about. Probably the biggest thing is running a pileup. For some reason, I absolutely love that, um, especially if it's a huge pileup. If it's just kind of medium-sized, it's still fun, but it's just it's not the same thrill. Um, I also like de-expeditioning, probably because you usually get the big pileups, and I like meeting new people. Yeah, I have not been able to do a de-expedition uh, yet. That's something that is, is hopefully on my bucket list one of these days. But I, I have been on the pointy end of a couple of pileups doing the um, uh, Amateur Radio Newsline, uh, Amateur Radio Club uh, activations. For We have WA6ITF now as our call sign for that club, so we activate that from time to time. And also the Ham Nation uh, special event. So, yeah, it's a lot of fun being on the pointy end of a pileup. And, in fact... I'll put in a plug, the Ham Nation 500th episode special event is going on now through the 18th. Uh, all the information you want to find out about that is on the Ham Nation Facebook page. But I digress. Let's talk about um, your immediate plans uh, for just um, wh what are you planning to do next? That's what I want to know. I mean, you've done so much already just in the short time that you've been licensed. What's next on your list? What haven't you done that you want to do? Um... That's a little harder to answer because there's so much that I could do that I don't even know how to make a decision. Um, sometime it would be cool to go to like one of the huge contest stations um, that are out there, especially, well, I've operated one of them remotely, but and that was really cool, but it would be cool to be able to go to the station. I forget which station it was, but it was in Croatia. Um, there's a couple big contest stations there. And I just think it would be awesome to be able to meet the people that you always hear on those stations and get to operate one of those stations during the contest. Well, I'll tell you, uh, Faith Hannah, you're living a charmed life to be able to do all of the things that you've done already so far. And uh, that, that comes directly from, uh, from your parents. Um, it's just, it's an amazing family from the first time that, that I was actually made aware of the Lee family. I believe we had all of you on Ham Nation at the time. And I was sitting back listening to, uh, to all of you, uh, thinking to myself, there's at least one or two Young Ham of the Year, future Young Ham of the Years, sitting right here in this room. And, uh, you know, every time that, that uh, every year that I look out into the crowd at Huntsville and I see a bunch of, of youth that are out there, and there are always uh, former Young Hams of the Year sitting out there in the audience, and also usually future uh, winners of this award as well. It, uh, it does my heart good to, to know that, and I say this every year, it seems like all of the press goes to the bad kids. The bad apples are the ones that, uh, that get all your attention, but it's, it's the good kids, and there are by far more uh, of the good kids than there are of the bad kids. Unfortunately, it's, uh, it's, it's the bad ones that get all the press. But knowing you, and knowing uh, a lot of the other young ham winners that I've known in the last 25 years, 
Um, the future of our country and our world is going to be in, in your hands and in the hands of, of young people just like you. And we're all going to be just fine. Uh, I like to say that every year, and I believe it, I mean, from the bottom of my heart. So, uh, Faith Hannah, I'm going to turn the mic over now to uh, uh, one of the gentlemen who is actually on the judging committee, and that is uh, Rich Moseson, W2VU from CQ Magazine. Rich, it's all yours, my friend. Well, thank you. Congratulations again, Faith Hannah. And uh, it's it's a great pleasure. You know, one of the favorite things that I do every year is serve on the judging committee for this award because kind of echoing what Don just said, the, the future of ham radio is in very good hands. It's because, you know, we not only, we, we celebrate the winner of the award each year, but there are other nominees who are also highly qualified and doing great things in ham radio. And it just gives me great faith in the future of our hobby to know that we have a lot of young people who are, are already taking on leadership roles in the hobby. And uh, it's, it's sometimes too bad that we can only choose one person uh, to represent all of the young people who are doing great things. Uh, but I'm, I'm very glad that you are that person this year. Um, you know, it's, we've, I've known you and your family for several years now. And, you know, when we do the presentation at Huntsville on the stage, you and your family have, have been in the audience for quite a few years now. And I, I keep looking down at you guys and thinking somebody needs to nominate her because she's highly qualified. And I, I wish that we had the opportunity to consider her. And now somebody finally did. So congratulations. Uh, we are going to uh, give you some stuff here. I'm going to have a certificate that is hard to see. I'm going to try to share my screen here and uh, see if that helps a little bit. Uh, I can't get it full screen. There we go. Um, our art director was very creative and got your cover on there as well. And uh, for those of you who can't read what's on the screen, it says congratulations, 2000. 21 Young Ham of the Year, presented to Faith Hannah Lee, KD3Z. You will be receiving from CQ a 10-year print and digital edition subscription to CQ Amateur Radio Magazine, a collection of CQ's books and CDs, plus both the 2021, 22, and 2022, that's hard to say, 23 CQ Amateur Radio calendars. Um, it's uh, a great pleasure to present these to you on behalf of CQ. And uh, it's uh, a great honor to be on this committee every year and to see who has the, the you know, being nominated and all the great things that the winner and the runners up are doing to lead ham radio into the future. So Faith Hannah, congratulations again and uh, good luck in whatever you choose to do. And by the way, my daughter went to college starting to study equine science and has ended up as a lawyer. So, Don, back to you. <laughs> Very good, thank you, Rich. Always, uh, always a pleasure to, to share the stage with you, uh, both in person and virtually. And uh, another gentleman that uh, has become a, a, a good friend of 
of uh, Amateur Radio Newsline since uh, since joining up with Yezu is uh, John Cruck, N9UPC. John, good evening, sir. Good evening, and um, uh, thank you for having me on and allowing Yezu to take part in um, uh, the many years that we've been working with Young Ham of the Year Award. And I just want to say what what congratulations and i think your name is so fitting faith and the reason i say that is is that in addition to working with yezu i do work in public safety and with covid that's taking place amateur radio became such a lifeline for some people um that i've seen personally that i've heard these stories about and everything because we we we're normally out and doing ham fest and doing events and everything like that. And because of COVID, we couldn't do that. We couldn't see our friends. We couldn't see the ones that we know, you know, um, Huntsville not taking place in 2020, um, you know, was a heartbreaker because it, it's, it's kind of nice to go and I get to see all my people down there and all the friends and stuff that I've come to learn and, and love and see. And this year, you know, what I heard, Hey, 2021, it's it's faith i've i've met you at um i think it was 2018 i think it may have been um at um ham uh vention and it was just it was just wow it was good, it was good to hear that you won and on behalf of yezu we want to basically be able to still give you recognition and for you to have some fun with amateur radio and i know you're big into hf but you know what there's going to be times where unfortunately we can't lug the hf rig around um, with us. So Yezu this year is um, going to be sending you a brand new FT70DRDE handheld for you for your, your enjoyment there. It's a, it's a 2 meter, 440 uh, centimeter or 70 centimeter handheld there for you. Fusion capable, so nice to carry around there. But we, you know what? That's great for walking around. But Sometimes you just need to go ahead and have something a little more powerful in the car. So we will also be sending you a brand new FTM 300D. They're going to be coming in the mail here. We have your address and everything like that. So you should see those coming to you maybe in about a week or so. So then that way, guess what? If you can't be by your HF rig, you can still communicate. And you said you worked satellites on there. The FTM 300 is great for being able to do the full duplex on the satellite work there. So um, and congratulations, Faith. Um, and you know what? Take us Take us into the new decade, new millennium of amateur radio and help continue to make it grow. So congratulations from Yezu USA. Don, I'll turn it back over to you. Thank you, John. Well said. Some uh, some nice hardware there. I know that uh, uh, you can probably, uh, I know you can use that handheld uh, in and around uh, Stetson College. You can probably use that uh, that mobile in your in your vehicle as well. So if you don't already have one in there, that's, uh, that's going to be very usable in, as you're uh, getting started off in college. Unfortunately, we could not have uh, representatives from Heil Sound or Radio Waves here, but we uh, will uh, send along their congratulations, and I'm sure that uh, they'll be getting in touch with you at some point uh, as well uh, privately. But I think you've already gotten something in the mail, haven't you, Faith? Uh, what You got a box in the mail over the weekend. Any of you opened it yet? I have not. I wasn't sure if I was supposed to or if I was supposed to leave it. Okay, well, I'm not sure if uh, we should turn this into an unboxing video, but yeah, why not? Go ahead. Let's unbox what's in there. All and right. don't worry, it's, it's, it's wrapped in, in, in puppy pads, but don't worry, they're clean. Scoop back so, so I can actually fit the box. 
So I don't, I don't know if you have any puppies there, but those are a couple of puppy pads that you can recycle for whatever it is you need to uh, recycle into. Or take it on your next DA expedition to the dry tortugas. There you go. <laughs> there you go. All right, let's go to a shot of her, uh, Tom. She's uh, she's cutting well, the box. Well, this is Zoom. She's going to have to ah, okay. say she's gonna something. Have to talk. Okay, it's triggered. I got you. All right, well, I'll give you the play-by-play -play here. It's uh, she's pulling it out of the box Faith, now. Just talk. Yeah, Faith, you're doing. Say something, Faith. Yeah, just talk, yeah. Faith. There you okay, go. So I got to take out a whole bunch of packing peanuts. Not sure where to set them. Just throw them in the floor. I'll throw them on a table. There you go. That way I have little bits of confetti everywhere. Wow. There's a lot in there. Wanted to make sure that arrives safely. Yeah. Okay. So now there is a paper bag from Shedders. Am I supposed to open this? I assume so. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's in there. It's in there. There's, it's, I mean, it's, it's in a glass frame, so you know, I want to make sure that it arrived safely. If the real estate thing ever, uh, the real estate thing ever falls through, I've got a great career in packing packages. Yeah, but Don, sending it in the Cheddar's bag is really cheesy. Oh, Rich, shame on you. Yeah, you had to go there, didn't you? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I'm almost through the puppy pads. Wow. Okay, maybe I'm not. Listen, I thought I was. Listen, There's I'm, another one. <laughs> I'm, listen, I'm, yeah, there's two. I'm nothing if not thorough, believe me. <clears throat> I feel like it's one of those things my sisters always wrap where it takes forever to take it out. Oh, I've done that with my son. The duct tape and zip ties and, you know, everything else. Yeah, there you I go. Just got it out. Right there. There it is. Nice. Okay. Read it to oh, us, because nice. I can't see it. Yeah, so it says, Bill Pasternak, WA6ITF Memorial. Amateur Radio Newsline, Young Ham of the Year. Awarded to Faith Hanley, KD3Z. In recognition of her total dedication to the amateur radio service, presented jointly by the Amateur Radio Newsline, Yesu USA Corporation, CQ Magazine, Tuesday, August 10th, 2021. And then it has the names of a bunch of people from Amateur Radio Newsline, which is Don Wilbanks. And I don't know how to say this, but it's someone from Yesu. It's Matzenbacher. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think we still have Dennis Matzenbacher's name on there. So, yeah. And then someone from the Young Hair of the Year Committee. Um, That's Mark Abramovich in, yeah. in T3V that you talked to on the phone. Yeah. And then we have someone from CQ Magazine, which is Richard Ross. And He's yeah, the publisher. Show it He's another the time. Publisher. Yeah, there you go. Congratulations, Faith yeah. Hanley. You are the 2021 Bill Pasternak WA6ITF Amateur Radio Newsline Young Ham of the Year. And we, I think that the judging committee just did a stellar job, as they always do. Uh, the cream always rises to the crop. And uh, we, are certainly, uh, uh, we are certainly humbled to be in your presence and honored that you're representing this award that Bill Pasternak started all these years ago. And congratulations. And we hope you have an amazing year as uh, the 2021 Young Ham of the Year. Thank you so much. And actually, as um, I forgot his name, uh, was it John was showing the radios? Um, I was thinking, you know, that could be used for satellites. <laughs> and then you guys said it could be used for satellites, and I was like, yeah. There you <laughs> go. Looks like it's going to be used for that. 
full duplex. That's that's what you need. That'll that uh, that works the best. Well, all right, Faith, we're gonna we're gonna turn this back over to Katie here. But just uh, I wanted to again uh, thank you, and I wanted to thank uh, Yezu USA, CQ, Heil Sound, Radio Waves, of course, our friends at the Huntsville Ham Fest, who we will miss this year, unfortunately. Uh, Mark Brown in for BCD, the Huntsville Ham Fest chairman, has uh, turned into a great friend, and uh, Huntsville's always been a great friend of Newsline. And we will be back next year, fingers crossed, and uh, hopefully we all stay uh, safe and healthy until then. So, uh, uh, Tom, again, thank you very much for uh, your uh, support over the years and for allowing us to do this live on uh, on Amateur Radio Roundtable. So, uh, Katie, I will turn it back over to you. Thank you much. All right. Well, you know what? I, I found out how to force the picture on Faith Hannah, but now I'm having trouble getting it back to everybody. Now you can't unforce it. <laughs> yeah, that, I'll figure it out here in a minute. Sounds like it's time for a commercial. Yeah, almost. <laughs> Let's see. There's okay. There's gallery view. Yeah, the wide shot. There you go. There's there's that. Let's see. Now we all got to look like the Brady Bunch. Yep. Yeah, I I should be able to the just hammy to. Bunch. The and of course, Dwayne and Katie get the center square. This yeah. is uh, well, on ours. Faith Hannah's in the center. Yeah, so. it depends yeah. on what you're sure, so. Yeah. Well, I have to. Well, I got to uh, tell you, while <laughs> while Thomas is figuring that out, this is always the highlight of my year, uh, being able to present the Young Ham of the Year Award. I spent many, many years uh, watching Bill on stage present it, and um, when that reign was passed to me, it was uh, and remains just an, an amazing honor and privilege to be able to represent amateur radio newsline and all of our corporate partners and uh, and just furthering the cause that that amateur radio is not an old man's hobby i mean we're we're going to be in, in some great hands with the with the youth of the world not just amateur radio youth but there's a lot of really brilliant smart cool kids out there and they're going to be doing some amazing things here coming up in just not too much longer already are actually Yeah, I remember meeting the the the, the Lee family at Dayton, and um, you know Michelle and I were both uh, Michelle is Faith's mother. We were both lamenting that um, you know we are attached to famous hams and we get pushed off to the side, <laughs> and so we just stood in the corner and talked while everybody else talked to the kids and to Katie. But um, I, I do want to say that Michelle and James did a fine job of raising the kids and educating yeah. them. And they've turned them into productive members of the society, which is something our education system is not prepared to do. That's up to the parents, and they did a fine job. Whoa, now we're yeah. close up. Oh, Tom, Absolutely. Tom How about this, Tom? No, stop that. <laughs> scare the kids. <laughs> All right. It scares me. I think I got. Yeah. I think I got it figured out. Yeah. So meanwhile, while Faith Hannah is off doing all these things, I've been sitting in the corner eating crayons, as I usually right, do. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I know how you feel. You know, I've been watching her <laughs> grow up for the last five, six years in Huntsville. It's always, what is she going to do next? Yeah. Exactly. Amazing young lady. We're like Congratulations, all the proud, Faith. We're, we're like all the proud aunts and uncles. Faith. Exactly. We've been saying we've been saying that to her and all of her, and her siblings since they were little. So we're the yeah. the uh, crazy aunts and uncles that are just we try to claim fame that you know yeah we helped but we didn't do yeah. a hard yeah. thing just cheerleaders from the side. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, Faith Hannah, congratulations. You were uh, you were a great person to select and uh wow we'll we'll see you in about a week 
I know you guys have got a booth down here in, in Huntsville, so we'll see you at Faytana. Oh, yeah. Can, can she give a plug for her booth? And yeah, her, let's do that. And yeah, her, absolutely. And her company? That's right. All right. So I don't know which booth it is yet because... Um, well, I know. I am not going to be there to set up because I have school that day. Okay. However, I, the, we're still trying to work out when I'm going to come up because... As I said, I have school, and I need to work it out with my professors to see how we can get things done. But right now, it's looking like I will be there for Saturday and most of Sunday. And, okay. yeah, we'll be there for Shack in a Box with our different um, go boxes and battery boxes to show off. All right, so here is the layout. And you, your booth is right here. Where I have the little, I don't know if you can see the cursor or not. That's we a good can, spot. Yeah. At least I can. Yeah. We're going to be, we're over here. Here's the door. They moved the door coming down, and we're going to be here. There's the stage, and you're right about central. Well, you're kind of centrally located here. Yeah, she's right next to Giga Parts over there. So, yep. Right yeah. There. Yeah. Corner spot. That's a good spot. Yeah, it is. Let me also, let me also plug that we're going to have uh, Faith Hannah on uh, Neil Rapp's. Uh, Ham Talk Live coming up on Thursday the nineteenth. So uh, uh, check out okay. Neil Rapp's Ham Talk Live. We'll be we'll be uh, probably we'll have her uh, have her for the full show. So we're looking forward to that. Well, that's great. And and in case somebody isn't aware, what's your website? Your uh, YouTube channel, Faith. The YouTube channel is hamradio.world. Perfect. So go check that out, everybody. Go like, we'll subscribe, it. follow all their great videos. Right. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. You guys are welcome to stick around the rest of the show. We don't know what's going to happen the next half of the show. I can stick around for a while, yeah. We, we don't know what's going to happen. Um, Rich? Rich was, gonna, here, Rich was here the night that we were swatted. You remember that yes, night, I Rich? Was. I do remember that, yes. Yeah. So um, we don't think anything like that's going to happen tonight. The uh, police department does know me well now, and uh, they know not to come if they're called. All right. So I, I am going to have to say 73 to everybody and uh, yeah. go do some other stuff. So good night. Yeah. All right. Congratulations again. And this is always a pleasure. All right. Good night, Rich. Good night. Um, Actually, I think I'm going to skate out of here, too. I, I, uh, there's some time. My wife gets off work at 11 o'clock tonight, so I think I'm going to spend the next hour and a half or so uh, working some of those Ham Nation 500 uh, special event contacts. So I think I'm going to uh, fire up or the Or doing HF the radio. dishes like she told you to. And No, I've already done that. No, I've already <laughs> done that. Hey, listen, I'm a, I'm a house husband these days, for, for the moment anyway. I've already done that. So uh, I know what side of the bread my butter lies on. You just don't right. worry about nothing, my friend. So, uh, Tom, <laughs> thank again, you, thank Tom. you very much. You're uh, welcome. Everybody, uh, John and, uh, and Rich, thank you so much for everything that, uh, that you do for us. And uh, we appreciate you guys. Uh, You're welcome. Whole and, and, Don, it's, it's, it is recorded, and it's also uh, on YouTube. It'll be out there on YouTube forever. And uh, I'll, try to, uh, I'll try to split this out and just put just the uh, young ham uh, video together and we'll we'll post it separately too you can do that i i can yeah. uh, i can go and grab it and pull the audio off of yeah. the news line so that's, okay. that's not Perfect. a big deal i appreciate it all thank right. you my friend thank you thank you see you good night everyone Seven all right everybody all right bye don, bye, don. <laughs> good night all right guys everybody just stick around we'll be back with you in just a moment
Another rough wildfire season may be on the horizon. When natural disaster strikes, cellular towers and power grids can quickly become overloaded and down. Emergency comms need to be instant, reliable, and allow interoperation with other organizations and agencies. Amateur radio provides reliable emergency communications with the added security of system redundancy. In addition to our lineup of amateur D-Star digital HF and analog radios, our IC SAT 100 portable satellite radio and the IP501HM LTE radios are an ideal solution for the additional coverage. ICOM's ICSAT 100 is the perfect handheld satellite radio for use outside of cellular or network range by operating on Iridians, constellation of satellites, quickly and easily connect with other PTT devices, even from remote areas. The IP501H and the IP501M radios provide instant wide area coverage over LTE. By using the LTE network, you bypass the need for a pre-existing infrastructure, allowing nationwide coverage without the added cost of building and maintaining your own. Connect to all of these devices and more, even systems operating on different protocols, with the VEPG4 ROIP gateway. From land mobile and LTE radios to IP communications terminals and IP phone systems, they work together to form one seamless an uninterrupted network ensuring your comms are received. Visit www.icomamerica.com slash amateur for more information on ICOM radios. LDG Electronics provides state-of-the-art antenna tuners for every amateur need. From QRP to QRO, fixed stations, portable and remote, an LDG tuner will match your radio to your antenna using our lightning fast, proprietary tuning algorithms. LDG is a family-owned and operated company dedicated to bringing innovative, quality products to the amateur market. All LDG products carry a full two-year warranty that is fully transferable. Support is only a phone call or email away. We're always here to help you. Visit us on the web at ldgelectronics.com. Okay, and we're back. Hey, that was fun. Uh, I'm glad we uh, were able to do the uh, Young Ham of the Year. It's exciting, you know. I've got some Young Ham pictures here from uh, the olden days, some novice days. I'll, I'm going to try to show in a little while. But first, let's go over to Glenn. And let's see what Glenn's got, uh, what's, what Glenn wants to talk about tonight. Glenn, go ahead and pick it up. You really want to do this, huh? Well, sure. Don't let Katie mute me or anything. All right. <laughs> As we all know, my book came out last week. And uh, so we thought we'd put a little segment together on things that are in this book. Okay. And there'll be a test afterwards here. Of course, this is the new book. And right there on the cover is a USB keyboard um, for sending CW. So now you can, uh, instead of using the old PS2 type keyboard, we've upgraded it to use a standard USB keyboard. Oh, man, I've got to do that one. I've got the other one. I built the other one with the PS2 keyboard. Yeah. Well, you can't get those much anymore. Yeah. yeah. So um, we put a, a USB host shield on it for five, ten bucks. And so now you can use your USB keyboards. And my next step is I want to make it Bluetooth. Yeah. But, that's not in this book, but uh, the USB CW keyboard is. But these are the projects that we've got in the new book. 
Um, most of the modern Yaesu rigs use that FH2 uh, controller. It's a little handheld touchstone style pad. And um, we actually emulated that with the Arduino using a keypad. Um, then we also started playing with the Peltier coolers. So we've got a Peltier cooler controller. It can also be used as a heater if you flip the chip around. Um, those of you that are from the early days, uh, big 70s, with the old Mercury Cougar taillights with the flashing tail, um, we've got a rotator turn indicator that actually uh, indicates which direction your antenna rotator is turning. We've got a position indicator, so it's just a, a light on a compass setting, so you can actually see uh, in lights which direction your antenna is headed. Um, then we got deep. Um, working with uh, Martin there at MFJ, he let me have an AR-40 rotator controller, and I tore that thing apart. And so we uh, built our own AR-40 controller, and then we also took the existing one and modified it. And that was such an experience. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Then there's a USB CW keyboard, and this project can be adapted to a lot of uh, other uh, manufacturers. We interface to the Yaesu Cat Display Port and pull up the frequency of both VFOs and the mode and everything and give you that on a uh, TFT display. And then there's a new Arduino part that's come out and this is, uh, you can get it in multiple segments, but I got a 16, uh, it's a four by four keypad with 16 keys. And we interface that to uh, the CDE high gain uh, rotator controllers. So now you can actually punch in the bearing you want it to go to and just hit enter and it'll actually rotate your antenna so you don't need to use ham radio deluxe or anything. So you can actually just set this up anywhere and don't need a PC to, to do the uh, automatic rotator control. And then we got crazy and now you've got a handheld uh, RIDI reader. So if you want to watch RIDI while you're out portable in the middle of nowhere, you've got a reader. So we've got that. But tonight, we're going to dig deep into a peek inside the mind of a crazy Arduino person, which you have to be to play with the AR-40. You really don't want to do this at home. Uh, the AR-40 uh, was really interesting because it's one of the older style. The design is, I think, late 50s, early 60s. Uh, it was a tremendous learning experience because the darn thing didn't work five different ways. And uh, figuring out how to make something that was never designed to be computerized uh, to work with Ham Radio Deluxe and the Arduino was quite a fun and challenging experience for me. And uh, it's amazing how well this project came out. Um, some of the key obstacles that we had to overcome, uh, the control box power is completely shut off when the antenna is not turning. So how do we get our position information and things of that nature? Um, if you turn it on by hitting the start button, the way the antenna direction control is, the relays, if it's off, you turn one way. If it's on, you turn the other. There's no in between. So if you give it power, it's going to start turning. Uh, the position sensor is up in the rotator bell housing, but it's not like the, uh, the later uh, HAM2 and HAM3 and HAM4 in that series. Uh, it's just a variable resistor, not a true potentiometer with a wiper. 
so you don't have access to that center pin to uh, get your position information. Um, the position control in the existing unit is done by using an op amp to compare the position voltage coming in to the dial pot that's on the controller box. Uh, the modification that I came up with allows the controller to be operated normally as if you got it from the factory and then you can flip a switch and be in Arduino control mode and you can control it by ham radio deluxe. Um, this modification involves a minimum of changes and or trace cuts on the original controller board so anyone can install this. It's really not that hard to do. It's like five or six trace cuts and about you know adding five or six wires. It's really not that hard. Uh, here's some of the modifications. Uh, so I said just a few circuit board traces and adding wires. We actually take this little relay board and mounts inside the side of the control box. There's just enough space to stick it in there. And uh, that's got the, the relays, the transistor to drive it, and a little voltage regulator. We use a 1.8 inch TFT display uh, externally. Uh, we interface it uh, with Ham Radio Deluxe and any other uh, rotator control program. It emulates the Yaesu GS232A. So any controller uh, package that can talk to the GS232A can talk to the AR40 with this mod. And you can see the display. We actually show you the bearing in degrees, and it will tell you that the Arduino mode is online. So you know whether you're using the, the standard box or the Arduino controlled version. But this really made some head scratching. Figuring out that power sequencing turned out to be really tricky. Required the addition of that relay control board and the trace cuts, so we had to disable some of the relays on the existing board. But we had to re-enable them so that you could use the board as it was originally intended. So we had to come up with ways to work around that. Uh, interfacing it to the position sensor in the politest sense of the word was fun. Uh, the word that I would choose is not necessarily fun, but it begins with the same letter. But there are some good design lessons and tricks that, with Ohm's Law that really came to the rescue. Uh, since I didn't have access to that wiper on the position sensing pot, you know, that's up on the top of the tower anyway, uh, I resorted to a good old voltage divider network to track this change across the position resistor. But adding that caused a nonlinear curve in the rotator as a rotator turned, so it made the position calculations almost impossible. Um, then I ended up remembering or relearning, if you want to look at it that way, some of the finer points of Ohm's law to save the day. Now, anybody who knows me knows that Ohm's law and I are not friends. Uh, <laughs> you know, if it can make smoke, I'm going to be the one to do it. Uh, but this time, Ohm's Law saved the day. Uh, as it turns out, the addition of the resistor at the top of the voltage divider I was originally doing was affecting the voltage drop across the, the rotator potentiometer up in the bell housing. By using a resistor value that's 10 times greater than the 1,000 ohm resistor that was up there, we bring into play that part of Ohm's Law that affects series and parallel resistance that says a ratio of 10 to 1 or greater causes that second resistor to be little or no importance to the circuit. It's negligible. So I used a 12K resistor at the top of that voltage divider, which for all intents was ignored by the rotator pot. Of course, this dropped the voltage of the divider to a range of like 0 to 300 millivolts, which is far too low for the Arduino's 
uh, onboard A to D to handle. So we brought into play uh, my personal favorite, the TI ADS 1115 uh, A to D. This is a 16-bit A to D with six programmable gain settings, and it has a, its lowest gain is zero to 512 uh, millivolts, and I got 16-bit uh, resolution with that. So now we ended up with a highly accurate position value that can be directly mapped two degrees using the Arduino map statement. Got a little more complicated than that. We ended up having to break it out into zones because there was still some nonlinearity, but we got the thing accurate to within about a half a degree of the actual position. Um, and then by using a relay controlled by the Arduino, this whole circuit can be switched in and out that isolates the divider and the Arduino from the original circuit. So we don't impact that original op-amp circuit and it operates just as if you got it from the factory. So yeah, if your head's hurting now, so is mine. Uh, the nice part about adding uh, the Arduino to the rotator like the AR40, the sketch that I use is the basis for all of my other rotator control projects. So. Uh, you can modify this for just about any rotator controller, and it actually worked almost, you know, plug and play with the AR40. Uh, the portion of the sketch that I used to communicate with Ham Radio Deluxe is literally a copy and paste from a previous sketch, so I didn't have to make any changes to that. And this is part of the fun. You hear me talk about the Arduino and, and how easy it is. Um, I was able to use uh, reuse large portions of sketches from other projects and plug them in here with virtually no changes. And now we can do this. We can fire up Ham Radio Deluxe, point and click, and off our antenna goes and turns for us. And that's the peak inside my head tonight. Wow, Scary, huh? yeah. That's uh, that's cool. And it's, it's really neat the way that you uh, solved the problem where the potentiometers up in the rotor yeah yeah that, that's uh, that's cool there yeah uh, that that worked out really really well it took a long time to get that right several times i thought i was going to have to set the whole project aside and uh, at the end of the day though it uh it showed that you can do this with almost any rotator controller that you can get at a ham fest or anywhere even those old ones with the solenoid that clicks yeah, I've actually got one of those on the bench. I'm going to be be tinkering with and uh, getting position on those and interfacing those to Ham Radio Deluxe. So uh, it, it really turned out well. All right. Well, let me ask you a couple questions about uh, one of your other projects. You mentioned your RTTY uh, reader. Uh, is that automatic, or will it? I, you know, it's been so long since I've been on RTTY. Uh, are, are there any different speeds? Are people still running 60 words a minute, 100 words a minute? Are there variable speeds out there? Yeah, there are multiple speeds, but predominantly everybody's still running the 45.45 baud. Okay, 45 baud, that, that'd be your 60 word per minute stuff. Right. The vast majority are still there, and that's what I coded it for, but it's a, uh, it's a UART, so you could program it to use whichever you prefer. Okay, so so uh, basically it's set up to uh, receive the uh, 45 baud or 60 word per minute. That's that's what it's set up for, but you're saying you could program it 
yeah, uh, for different shift, speeds. What about what about the shift? Uh, again, it's been a long time. Uh, yeah. You know, when we started off, we started off. Uh, we were using 850 cycle shift, and then we went down to 170 cycle shift. Uh, and I think 170 kind of uh, kind of took the standard over the years. Are right. uh, most people on 170 now? Yeah, I, I built it for 170, but again, with just a resistor value or a little bit of tuning. Um, you can make it the, the 850 shift, but yeah. I said it for 170. So, and, and, and what type of filters? I guess everything's done in inside the Arduino for the filtering of the that those two tones. No, I actually use the uh, XR2211 FSK decoder chip. Oh, okay, okay. And uh, so it, it handles all of the filtering and decoding for you. Well, yeah, again, back in the early days, early 60s, we built our own, you know, uh, teletype uh, units, terminal units, and uh, we, uh, we, we, we bought these surplus 88 millihenry toroids. Oh, yeah. 88 millihenry toroids had about, you know, had hundreds of turns of wire in it, and what, what we would do, basically, you know, uh, put, a, put a tone on there and a scope on there, and you take turns off the wire until you peaked it toroid and you had the mark frequency and you made one for the space and that was our filters but it, yes. it seems like technology now has replaced that yeah like i say yeah. i think I'm, I'm, i can't remember if i did it two different ways i have to pull the schematic but uh, i know that one of the methods i used was the xr2211 and that was just a single chip plug and play and you're done yeah okay uh, yeah I've, I've wound those 88 millihenry toroids and had to have that little scope so I could get the cross pattern. Yeah, yeah. And everything in there. Oh yeah. And. Uh, all right. And uh, actually, somebody in the chat room is saying the twenty-two eleven is scarce. It's all over eBay. Is that's it? my parts supply, and I had no problems getting twenty-two elevens. Yeah, that's Charlie down in Uruguay. Charlie is a regular viewer here on our show. He's uh. He's with us every uh, every Tuesday night there. Well, very good. Hey, uh, looking forward to talking to you more about the uh, the book and some of the projects. And you know, I might I've been looking for something new to do. I might just break out break out the parts again and try to build up a couple of these. Yeah, I may even sign the book if you buy it. Uh, I, hey, we can <laughs> we, we might do that. We might That's do that. that. Yeah, and what I'll do is, uh, as you need uh, stuff, I will put together a piece like this on every chapter so you can see just how crazy I was thinking when I came up yeah, with some of this yeah. stuff. Yeah, it might be good just to discuss, you know, a, a separate issue, a separate um, uh, element of your, each, each of the chapters, you know, of what you did. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, very good, dear. All right. Uh, Katie and Dwayne, you guys got anything you want to you want to talk about before I get into uh, novice pictures here? Yeah, I, I just wanted to say that, that Glenn, I bought one of those rotators at a ham fest. I paid ten bucks for the thing, and the guy says it didn't work. Well, you know, I took it apart and I got it working. But you're right, that controller is old, so I might be looking into updating that controller. It's a project uh, for you. Yeah. And yeah. also, um, you know, I've got a couple of these Orbitron 360 TV rotators. Yeah. We might want to think about doing something for them because they, uh, they're they really good for lightweight. You know, you can do a pair of 440s or a two-meter antenna and, and get them right in there. 
Somebody gave me one of those old original Cornell Duvalier uh, rotator controllers. It's in the Bakelite yeah. Aussie ba- uh, box. Oh yeah, that's the one I got. It's a oh, it it's 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 shaped like a the old fashioned little TV monitor they had in the exactly fifties. Yeah, and and, and uh, unlike the some of the ones with that click solenoid, this is actually a smooth turn on that uh, rotator uh, indicator. Mm-hmm. Okay, that, that's one I've got. That I'm going to be putting on the desk here and playing with. You know, one of the things that I'd like to figure out how to do is do some chopping. So that you can ease into the target instead of run up and break, you know, oh. which is what most all our ham radio rotators do—they run up and break. But if we had it could hold the braking circuit open and then use a a chopper of some sort and and slow down the voltages going to the motor, we could slow down and creep into our target. I think what I actually do is I coast into it. I, I cut yeah. the power two or three degrees short, and I don't kick the brake in until it's it stopped. The trouble with that in Wyoming is if you got a lopsided antenna and you're facing broadside the wind, when yeah. you go into coast mode, you're in trouble. <laughs> yeah, you'll find your antenna in Montana. Yeah. I, well, you, you find it pointing in a whole different direction if you hit yeah. coast mode. But if we allow a little bit of power to remain on it, you know, say it's an AC circuit and we move it from 50 down to, or from 60 down to 50 down to 40, 30, probably 25 hertz, and then bring it to a stop. You'll have that motor under control the whole time rather than opening it up. Yeah, I'm not so sure on voltage. What about, you know, just uh, doing like a, a, you know, hitting it like a switching power supply and just chopping it like you were saying? That, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, you can no. do that with a, with your AC yeah. voltage. Um, Use an remember SCR that the, instead of a relay. Right. And remember that the, the, the AC, um, an AC motor will run the same speed at 80 80 volts as it will at 120. So yeah. it's the it's the frequency that you're sending it that's making the difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that 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 could be done. Yeah, that's cool. something to look into. All right. Yep, so you got food for thought. Katie and I are going to go upstairs and and we got to take care of some things and get ready for okay. tomorrow. Okay. Thanks for being with us tonight. We'll see you later. Yeah, it was a All lot right. of fun and glad. Yeah. And congratulations to Faith Hannah and um, really. Really super excited for her and the whole family, and glad that they uh, gave uh, Amateur Radio Roundtable the opportunity to present her award to her tonight on the show. It was really cool. It was yeah. fun to see everybody again, too. Yeah. So we'll uh, see you all next week. All right. Good, good, night. good night. Good night. Good night. All right. Huntsville's going to be here, guys. Hopefully it's going to happen. You know, I mean, this... This Delta variant, uh, COVID, uh, there's a lot of scares out there, uh, you know, uh, a lot of people are looking at it. Uh, right now, the word is the ham fest is going to continue, and uh, I guess all the all the uh, people looking into this think it's uh, safe to do it. So, we're going to go. We've had our shots, so we're going to go. Yeah. And, uh, um, I feel I feel good about the shots. I don't feel good about the COVID. To tell you the truth, there's uh, there's um, there's a lot of it out there actually. But uh, what I found out, guys, and I'll just say this is my personal opinion. Some people don't don't agree with this, but my personal opinion is the shots do work, and even Bill Brown will tell us that. Uh, uh, 
uh, Beverly uh, came down with COVID with, with Bill there, and Bill had a head of shots, and he did not get COVID. And, uh, you know, uh, I've had friends here that came down with a breakthrough case of COVID, and the doctor says, they said, well, I had the shots. What? How, how can I get COVID? He said, well, the shot kept you from going on a uh, ventilator. So I really think there's something about that. So uh, we made a decision to take the shots, and uh, everybody needs to consider it. Look at your own medical history. Talk to your doctors. Decide what you want to do and, you know, how you want to uh, you know how, how you want to be safe, and uh, I think we'll be okay. We'll uh, carry plenty of hand sanitizer. We'll try to stay back away from people, and you know we'll just we'll pray that uh, everything's going to be okay. Yeah, I'm thinking for the forums, they're going to have social distancing in there. So yeah, yeah, the forums aren't going to have a huge participation, but they're going to try. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, but I'm, I'm still going. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, my gosh, this is the first ham fest I've been to since you and I went to Orlando. Yeah, we're looking forward to it, too. And, hey, guys, let me, uh, again, hey, mention, I'm going to take two minutes here and just mention it. Uh, uh, we've got one one prize here that we're setting aside for the, anybody who wants to help sponsor the expense of our trip. Uh, just going down here is going to cost probably roughly about 800 bucks to do the uh, webcast for those three days. And, um, you know, if we can get some sponsors or people that donate a little bit, five bucks, ten bucks, that'll sure help us out on a trip. We're going to set this, this uh, mic aside for anybody that wants to donate. Uh, we'll put your name in a special uh, hat for this, for this prize. This is the Bob Heil. This is the Deco Series, uh, the Finn microphone. And this one is signed by Bob Heil. You can see Bob has signed it there. And uh, it's, it's a great microphone. And... Uh, uh, it actually comes. It, it actually comes in a carrying case. Look at this carrying case. Um, it's got a metal carrying case that comes with and everything. The mic is in here. I'm not going to take it out. But if you want to uh, help us out, just go to our website w5kub.com and um, click on donate. There's a little link at the top up there that says donate and. Uh, we'll put your name in. Uh, we'll put your name in that special hat. You know, five dollars get your name in the hat for this, and there won't be that many people that actually donate money. So, the ch you got pretty good odds of winning this. Actually, um, five dollars to get your name in there once. Twenty-five dollars to get your name in the hat five times. So, um, you know, if you're interested, if you can do that, if you can help out, please do. But if you don't have the money or you're short on cash don't do it we're not begging for money in any way we're going to go we're going to have a good time anyway and we've got um, we've got a lot of prizes out there uh, just go to our website w5kub.com and uh, you can click at the top up there you can click at the top on prizes uh, let's see uh, the, the donate button is right there you can see the mouse that's the donate button and then if you click here on prizes Huntsville 2021 click there you will see some of the prizes we've already loaded uh, into the system to give you guys uh, the first prize there of course is the one for our sponsors but uh, for those that uh, that don't donate it's not required we've got a lot of prizes look at this uh, we've got uh, radio sport headsets 
um, uh, Ballon Designs. These are the best Ballons you can get. I, I guarantee that. Uh, CQ Magazine subscriptions. Uh, DB Mega. If you're into uh, you know things like D-Star and Fusion and uh, uh, D-Star Fusion and DMR, uh, this thing will do it all. Uh, uh, your uh, call call sign uh, wedges. Uh, uh, look at your handy talkies. We've got handy talkies. Uh, hats. You can get a hat there with W5KUB on there if you want it. They might even put your own call on there if you I'm request say, I'd it. I'd rather have my own call. Yeah, I think they might can do that. Ham Radio Deluxe. We've got several we're giving away. Bob Hiles donating some more prizes. There's some more headsets. We've got Cantronics. It's got three nice prizes. Uh, these are uh, some of their modems. And these these are valued at about 450 bucks a piece. They're not they're not uh, small. Uh, let's see what else we got. QSL cards, uh, MFK clocks, uh, antenna switches, watt meters, headsets, SWR meters, keys. Uh, hey, we're gonna give away tickets if you if you go into Orlando. We're gonna be giving away tickets for Orlando and even tickets to the chairman's dinner. We're going to give those away. Uh, if you like a spectrum analyzer, RNL has donated one of the tiny SAs. That's a great spectrum analyzer. Uh, here's one of the best SDR receivers you can get the SWR, SDR Play. Uh, Signal Link, uh, look at it. Would you like 250 feet of LMR 400? Uh, we've got it for you there. So uh, just go to w5kub.com. And at the top, click on prizes or click on donation. Uh, but uh, this is where you'll get information about uh, uh, about uh, our, our ham fest and our prizes and, and what we're doing here. So, okay, one of the things I was going to just talk about tonight, it, you know, um, this takes me way back. It takes me back last century. That tells me I'm getting really old. And... Uh, you know, if you're a new ham and you've been a new ham even for the last you know few years, there's a lot of hams I've been noticing just getting their license this year. But if you've been a ham for another just the last five years, ten years, you know everything's so compact now, solid state, and it's you know works so great and everything. But uh, back last century, back in the 20th century, when we got into ham radio, it wasn't quite like that, and uh, uh, it was much different. And we're going to have novice. We're having novice night tonight. We've got about four or five pictures of some novice stations from the 1960s, 1970s, just to let you guys see what it was like back then. And yes, we did have to walk 20 miles to school uphill in the snow, and that was uphill both ways. Exactly. Both both that was uphill both ways. So I uh, just want you to know that. So we're going to we're going to look at a couple pictures here real quick. Um, all I gotta do is pull them up. So this is what a station looked like. This is what a ham station looked like. This is like 1964, and that's me. And you don't see a little small solid-state transceiver there, you know, that does it all. Uh, on the left here, I've got a uh, SX140 receiver. And on the right, my, my parents bought me a really nice, that was a night kit, it was a T150. That thing would run 150 watts. 
it would do 80 through 6 meters AM and CW. And it had a VFO in it. But here's the, here's the catcher. When we were novices, and back then everybody uh, respected the, the FCC, and we were crystal controlled. We had maybe one or two crystals, and that set our frequency. And uh, the nice thing about their receiver there, that was uh, an 80 through 6 meter receiver. So it actually had 6 meters on it also. And the interesting thing about back then, I held two licenses at the same time. I held the, no the novice license, WN5KUB, and that gave me my privileges on CW and HF bands. And I was WA5KUB, which gave me six meter voice privileges. So I could operate six meters voice and I could operate uh, uh, CW. Now, back then, you only had one year, and Glenn remembers this, you had one year to get your license upgraded. You couldn't renew your novice license. You had one year to get up to general or, or tech, wherever you wanted to go. And, and, and that was it. So I think within a few months, and it, that, was, that was the good old days because we got on CW, and boy, we knocked out the CW uh, calls. We, I had, had friends all over you know, the state and you know, the local states nearby. We didn't work any great distances back then, but uh, uh, we had a lot of fun on CW. And, you know, uh, when you work just CW, your CW speed goes up. And it was no time till uh, we were up to uh, getting our, uh, our general license there. So that's what a station looked like for me back in 1964 right there. Let's see if we've got, so we've got a couple more here. All right. This is uh this is a station here. This is uh this is WN9 SBD uh, ARRL CW sweeps uh, sweepstakes contest 1976. But it looks like he has a uh, Drake receiver there. Now, I guess this is a novice station. I'm not so sure about this, but you know the thing about the novice station back then we had to be crystal control. And I'm I'm questioning a couple of these pictures here. But, no, uh, actually, in '75, did, they were allowed to start using the VFO. Is that right? Well, I never knew that because I had then moved on, you know, early back in the early '60s. That's great to know because I got another picture coming up here in a minute, and and that brought up the question for me. So here, here we've got a a, a key, a keyer. Uh, looks like a, a Drake transceiver there, and yeah, he's got it mounted in on a neat little console right here. That's uh. And, and that's getting pretty modern for a single transceiver right there. That's that's kind yeah. of pretty. That's pretty good right there. So uh, I I guess I must be getting. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Let me pull up another couple here. If I can find them. Okay. Here we go. Here's a. Uh, this is uh, WN3BAK, and um, this was taking the field day. Uh, they were using the call uh, K3LR, but this was a novice station at K3LR. And it looks like he either has a HW100 or an HW101 there. Looks like a 101. Yeah, and you know, uh, again, that was not crystal control, but as Glenn said, in the 70s, I guess you could use BFO. So that was pretty good. And it looks like he's got a, a matchbox here, and he's got a bug uh, for CW. Uh, let's see. 
Yeah, I built one of those 101s. Love that radio. Yeah, he said he made about 100 contacts there. He looks really happy. Uh, and then we've got... This kind of reminds me of my era, but uh, but uh, although it's 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 getting a little bit more modern because right there he's got a TS five twenty S. Now I had a TS five twenty. I had a TS five twenty S at one time, and this is about nineteen eighty. Uh, but uh, let's see, this is about nineteen eighty. He said, uh, I think that was his dad's rig there, uh, and he probably used it. Again, uh, Again, I guess uh, novices could use a VFO back then, but uh, you can see there, uh, he's, got a, he's got his rig there. Looks like he got some homebrew equipment maybe up there on the desk. But this is kind of the evolution of ham radio from, from uh, uh, separate transmitter and receivers into more compact now these were tube this 520 was a tube transceiver uh it was it was a hybrid it was it was transit let's see it was hybrid right glenn yes yeah, yeah it, and it, it was it was solid state but it did have a driver tube in it and it had two 6146s this is a 100 watt i mean 180 watt uh radio and then um the same with the uh, HW101 or the HW100. It had a couple 6146s uh, in it. HW101 just had one 6146. Is that right? Yeah. I think it was just a 100-watt rig. Is that right? I thought yeah. it was almost identical to the 100. The I 100 had, it had two tubes. The, the 100 had sure two had 6146s in it. I did not I'm know thinking, that. I, but maybe it was two. Yeah, I'll have to look at that. I, I, yeah, I, I feel pretty certain they had two. I don't think they would would have cut cut back on that but anyway uh that is cool now glenn you got a novice station up here let me bring your picture up uh i, I think you've got a novice station right right there what's that a hw yeah. 16 or something that's an hw 16 and the hg 10 vfo yeah uh, the, i had these two types of radios these are not the exact ones but that was uh the hw 16 was my novice station um and it had been modified uh, from the, oh gosh, the it used one of the TV sweep tubes, and uh, the guy who built it had modified it for a 6146. So it oh, did a wow. little more than the 75 watts we were yeah, supposed to use. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I was crystal controlled, and the only antenna I had was on 15 meters. So I never discovered 40 meters until years later you know i'm thinking the same thing i can i can visualize 16 years old living here at home with my parents and i had, I had one dipole out there one dipole and um, it must have been a 80 meter because it was it was long i think it was 80 meter i don't remember ever having a different band dipole in there i i probably worked very few different bands as as a novice uh, I did have a wire I, on the on the peak of the house. There, on the peak of the house where the shingles are, uh, I noticed there was a nail sticking up out, up there, and uh, I'm thinking, okay. So one day I got me a piece of wire, put me a loop on the end of it. I think I must use something like a long fishing pole or something, and I was able to get that wire hooked on that nail, and I brought it down next to our water, our you know water meter, gas meter right there, and right up against the house I had a vertical and uh, uh, I think I made a contact in the uh, 
Caribbean on that, probably on 15 meters. But uh, I didn't work many bands with it. I wish back then I had known more about things like the off-center fed dipole. That would have been a great antenna to throw up, you know, multi-band back then, but just didn't know about it. Yeah, and I mean, if I had known what 40 would do for me, I probably would have found a way. But all I had was a two-element 15-meter beam. And uh, yeah, and I had two crystals. What was it? Uh, 21.111 and no, three. 21.150 and 21.175 and that's yeah. the only frequencies I had and I lived on that 111 frequency and worked hundreds of people on CW with that rig. Well yeah because you didn't ever really listen on that frequency you listened to the entire okay. novice band here for, for people calling you so yeah, that was just as good as having a VFO almost, you know. I yeah, mean, I, I had a couple crystals. KC up either way. Yeah, I had a couple crystals, and uh, I did have a six-meter antenna homebrew. I think it was a three-element six-meter beam I built out of some conduit, and uh, uh, my dad was uh, the chief of the volunteer fire department, and they came over with a fire drill one night, and they put my antenna up. The fire department put my antenna up, and and uh, I used to have fun on six meters. You know, back back in the early 60s with the sunspots and everything, I mean, six was a hot band. All the bands were hot. I mean, you know, uh, and, and hopefully they're coming back in the next year or two. But uh, we had a lot of fun, a lot of fun on uh, six meters. Yeah, I didn't discover six until, actually until I moved up here. And... Uh, I slapped a, a three element, uh, one of the MFJ uh, 6, 2, and 440 combination antennas up there. And oh man, yeah. I hit one of those six meter openings and that was it. I dearly love it. Well, I had, uh, uh, you know, we had fun learning the code back then. We would walk around and uh, every sign we would see, we would, uh, we would we would key it out you know with our mouth you know you know there's a you know there's a sign here you know dotty dotted dot dot or whatever letters were up there you know and and I had a, a friend who was younger than me lived next door and we actually would communicate with flashlights with code you know through our windows at night and yeah. uh, I wasn't a very good speller back then but he got the message you know Oh no! I mean, I there was. I remember chasing an opening on six probably about ten years ago. You could see it on the east coast, and you know, word got around on the two meters uh, repeater here that six was open, and we tracked that thing all the way across the country. And gosh, it was just absolutely amazing how long that opening held open. Yeah. Um so I'm kind of well, I, I wish I wish we I had known more about antennas. Of course, when I grew up, 16 years old, my town had uh, I brought at 1,000 people, and uh, there was a tech there. He had a big tower, and he was a tech, worked six meters. I went over to him one night and said, "I want to get my license." Of course, he couldn't help me because he was a tech. Now back then, if you were a general, you could give the test. 
you could give the novice test to anybody if you were a general or above uh, you were able to to uh, give the fcc test so he he hooked me up with the manager of a radio station up up uh, a little town north of me and uh, got my my license and uh, but you know there wasn't much to learn from Not, nobody really there um, uh, i got the handbook the arl handbook was the oh, best yeah. It was the best thing, all kinds of neat little projects to build in there, and uh, we built our own equipment. And, you know, we didn't have the Internet back then. So to look, up, to look up calls, you know, the, the, I think the handbook came out, what, didn't it come out four times a year? Um, I think it came out quarterly. The call book came out four times a year. The handbook was No, 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 I, I meant the call book, the call book. Yeah, the call book I think came out quarterly, four times a year, and of course I don't know whatever it was. Um, you know, being a, a kid, you didn't have any money to buy it anyway. But luckily, yeah. your my parents bought me a, a call book, and so you know you'd use the same call book the entire year, or maybe two years. And anybody got their license the next month, or three months later, or six months later, they weren't in there. It was just like a telephone book. Yeah, but they would send out update sheets you could get. Oh, did you? I don't. I don't remember the updates, sure. but uh, it was it was so simple. You just look it up and you look up WEN5KUB, and it said Tom Medlin, and it had my address, and that's it, man. Yeah, um, there was no logbook of the world or anything like that. It was if you wanted a QSL card, you better hope they sent you one, or that yeah, you know, you had yeah. a call book to send them one. Well, and you know, if you really look at people's QSL cards from back in, everybody looked like there must have only been one or two people that made QSL cards because it seems like everybody had the same cards, it looked like. Yeah. And yeah, uh, I, I actually had mine custom made. I had a great yeah. uncle that was a printer uh, out in California, and he actually custom designed my cards for me years ago. But, you know, I ran into uh, just this past year, and, and, you know, I've been a ham now, I was a novice, I guess, 50, 58 years ago. But I, just this last year, I ran into, on the Internet, uh, the person that I made my first contact with. And I oh, think wow. I think I was, maybe I was his first contact. I dug his card up. I still have his uh, QSL card. He has mine. And we hooked up on a Facebook group. His, he has a Facebook group called uh, uh, 50 Years and Longer or something like that, Ham Radio 50 Years or More. And I found him there, and we uh, actually posted both of our cards where we were each other's kind of first contacts. And it was so cool yeah. to run into him after uh, so many years uh, yeah, on there. Yeah, same, same here for me. I ran into one of my original contacts uh, and one of the first hams I met face to face outside of my my local friends that got me into ham radio uh, is Gary WB4YQR. I forget what his call is now, um, but uh, we worked all the time. He lived in South Miami, and I lived up in North Miami, and we worked in fifteen all the time. Uh, yeah. Hey, yeah, speaking uh, speaking of QSL cards. Uh, you know, I, I see people all the time on these uh, Facebook groups. Well, where, where do I get my cards? You know, and so and so is a good printer, and blah blah blah. But you know what? I found. Uh, uh, I think it's you. You. Um, I'll have to get it. I had some cards printed. 
multiple times. And he used to give away prizes on our on our show. Let me go to. Uh, yeah, that was the one you. Yeah. Let me tell you. Let me tell you something. For about, I, I think my last uh, batch of cards cost me seventy dollars. Yeah. I got 1,000, 1,000 full-color, two-sided cards, and that included postage from the Ukraine. And yeah. the guy, it only took about three weeks to get them. And uh, I'm going to pull them up here in case anybody is interested in QSL cards because these are, these are some really nice cards. And, and you know, let me, let's see if we can – I'm going to go back to uh, – like uh, 2016 and see if he has cards here. Uh, let's see. I'll have to look. His name is uh, Jen, uh, I think it's Jenny or something like that. I'll have to get, if anybody's interested in that, I will have to uh, get you, um, I'll have to get you the, the name of that. I've got the, the box in there. But for about seventy bucks, one thousand full color cards, and that included shipment. And he'll help you lay it out if you if you have some kind of a you know a paint program or something or a picture program. Design your own card, whatever you want. He'll even help you design it. And uh, it's uh, it's. That they're really good, and, and and you know, hey, here in the states, uh, most people you pay seventy bucks, you get a hundred cards. Yeah, you just can't beat these guys over in Ukraine. I don't know, you know, I don't know if they're doing it in the Russian under underworld or black market or what they're doing, but I'm talking, they've got machines over there that will print one thousand full glossy matted color both sides, thousand cards for like seventy eighty bucks. Yeah, I gotta get me some new cards. You I can't touch it. You can't to. touch it here in the U.S. Yeah. Yeah, I keep saying I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna post. Oh, gee. I'm gonna post the. Uh, I might have to pull it up. I don't have it with me here. I'm gonna post the. Uh, hey, hey, Glenn, do you have the link? The the easily. Can you pull up the link for the uh, Zoom? Um. Uh, no, I can't. Okay, all right. I'm gonna have to open Gmail and get my link out here. Hang on. Uh, all right, I, I about got it. I've got Gmail opening up here. So I'm gonna post a link, uh, a Zoom link, and if anybody wants to join us, they can. Um, all right. Uh, let's see. Zoom link. Here we go. All right, I got it. I fixed the post-it in the room here. Uh, if I can find where it is. Let's see, restore chat. There we go. All right, here we go, guys. Here's a link for the uh, Zoom if you want to join us tonight. Go ahead and give us a call. And uh, we've got about uh, 30 minutes or so uh, left uh, on the show, and we'll be glad to uh, have you join us. All right. Well, hey, man, it's been an exciting night already. I had some great topics. I uh, enjoyed it here. Yeah. And uh, one of the things I saw in the chat room, they talked about the HW8. 
uh, I loved it when Heath came out with the HW7 and the HW8. Yep. Uh, they're little QRP rigs, and I actually bought the HW8 uh, not long ago. Uh, it was broken. Interesting problem that it had. Um, um, and it seemed to be a common thing with those HW7s and HW8s. They use these little hand-wound toroids in the final amplifier tuning. And yeah. apparently, uh, if those radios are involved near a lightning strike or in a lightning strike, the toroid would actually change value. The, uh, the, the, the fairest part of the toroid hmm. would change its value, and you have to uh, replace that. And I actually got in there and had one that was on, I think my 40-meter output was was down and i replaced that toroid and got it back together and all right a, hello toroid to go bad hello rich are you there rich rich join rich or he's still coming on board he uh i i, I signed him in but there i don't he is. is he there hey rich can you hear us Uh, yeah, so I, might mute, but. I don't know. Rich is up at uh, Military Academy up in, uh, is it Michigan? I think it's Michigan. So, he, uh, he used to have the uh, recruits go in here and they would watch us on Tuesday yeah, night on, on, a, on a big 20-foot uh, screen. They'd it, it, it watch us here, so I thought that was pretty cool, man. Yeah. So anyway, I've got the HW8 put back together. And now I'm going to add an Arduino with a display to it. Yeah. And modify, you know, bring it up to the 21st century. Well, yeah. Well, that would be cool. All right, guys, if you, want to, if you want to join us, I posted the uh, Zoom link in the room. Just uh, click on that link and you can join the show. We'd love to have you uh, tonight. If you're out there listening on shortwave on 7490, we'd love to hear from you. Send us an email to tom at w5kub.com. This program you're listening to is all about ham radio, amateur radio, and uh, we'd love to uh, have you in with us. I don't know. We got that there microphone go. hooked up yet? There, there you go. go. There's Rich. There's Rich, I think. I redid my whole uh, setup here, and I forgot to plug the microphone in. Yeah, well, that electrons and microphones don't—they don't like to walk across tables and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just using an old BM800. I guess it's good enough. All right. Are you up at the academy, or are you at home? Yeah, in Wisconsin, not Michigan. Oh, Wisconsin. That's right, Wisconsin. Close enough. That's WI, right? Wisconsin? Yes, WI. Yeah. And Wisconsin. Michigan is MI. It's just, I had it upside down. Yeah, oh, an, M is, an M is just a W upside down. Yes, yeah, right. I, I just hit it upside down. West, yeah, Wisconsin. All right. Michigan is MI. I'm a little surprised. There we go. We got somebody. Let's see. Yeah, Charlie, Charlie I, I figured Charlie might join us. Uh, yeah, that's good. Charlie's in here from Uruguay. Ah, there he is. 
Hello, Charlie. Uh, here, muted. Hello, no, Charlie. Muted. I should say, como esta usted? Muy bien, estoy muy bien. <laughs> Hello, oh Charlie. my God! Let, yeah, let's bring back my high school Spanish. Yeah. Uh, Okay, I'm hearing a little bit. I'm hearing a little bit of feedback. Uh, somebody has those. Those services, por favor. Yeah. So Charlie. So Charlie, uh, me, me, no como pero, no como gato. Somebody's got the. Uh, the, the YouTube channel. Let's see if we can. Can we tell who that is? Is that uh, Rick? Uh, do you have uh, audio on uh, from the yeah, webcast? No, I don't have my YouTube going anymore. No, I mean, Rick, there's a. Uh, Rick, uh, do you have uh, audio on uh, from me? No. Yeah, yeah, Rick. Rick Follis. Are you? Uh, do you have uh, audio coming in off the, the video? Can you mute the uh, video? There, player? I just turned the YouTube off. There you go. Okay, there you go. All right, all right. Do we do, do we lose? Uh, do we lose Charlie? No, I'm here. I oh, just he's still was, there. He's still there. Yeah, I was waiting for the. For the, all this uh, chaos, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, good luck right. on waiting through that. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, all right. Yeah. Well, how, how are you doing tonight, Charlie? You Fine, excellent. Uh, really, well, a really great show with Faith. That, that it, yeah. It's incredible, the achievements uh, uh, she, she made. And uh, I don't follow their channel, uh, like too often, but I've watched some of their videos since they they, they were young. Uh -huh. and moreover, my kids also watch some of the videos too. Uh, so when when she was uh, on the show uh, tonight, I called my son and showed her uh, and showed him the and 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 he recognized her. And I told him I told I told him uh, how she achieved all the what she achieved right so yeah. that that was amazing and also the the stories uh about the 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 old the old uh, the the way that the hobby was uh, uh some time ago like oh, today you buy everything and everything works but but yeah, uh, yeah my dad used to to tell me that he I have a problem here with the computer connector, but there it goes. I, um, my dad used to tell me how he he had to buy, for example, he he once bought an 807 tube and he looked at it like like it was a you know something really really precious. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, wow. Hey, 807 was a beautiful little tube, man, and 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 that was a that was a six volt tube. They made a tube called a 1625, which a 1625 is the same as an 807, but it had a 12 volt filament, so you could get it either either way. But uh, that was a that was a uh, cool military surplus tube, and oh, you could get them just about anywhere. Now uh, at his house, uh, uh, my dad passed away uh, in in May. 
But now we were looking at in his house and he has like a box full of 807s and uh, brand new. So, but now you don't use them just if you, I mean, if well, you homebrew your stuff, but yeah. Like, yeah. But you know, you know. Also, uh, and I, I don't know if this is worldwide or not, but the 807 had a different name. It it meant something different back time period of being a ham. Uh, do you know what the other definition for an 807 was? No. It, yeah, it's a beer. So if you hear ah. hams in the United States talking about, you know, let's go out and you want an 807, they were talking about beer. Okay. It was a very popular right. tube, the 807. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Let really me good. bring us into the 20, 21st century again for just a minute, Charlie. You were talking about the XR2211 chip being hard to find? Yeah, yeah. Maybe nowadays it's it's back, but I tried to get hold of it some time ago. and I don't know, it was difficult. Maybe through the DigiKey or Mouser. I don't yeah, know. I, I go eBay's where I go for all my parts now. Yeah, uh, but yeah, also, but they are, you know, they're 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 <laughs> maybe you, you not don't always get what you think you're getting. <laughs> actually, I've had no problems with eBay yeah. parts, but also but, uh, in that circuit, if you don't do the twenty two eleven, I did design it also with the five sixty seven tone decoder, so you can build it either way. Either way, yeah, I have a, a, a twenty two eleven decoder, and I used to. Uh, I, I I used it a, a long time ago with a in in the PC era. My, my brother made the software and I made the hardware and 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 we decoded uh, RTTY with the yeah. Well, this one really took me all the way back to my roots. I was first published in 1979 uh, in Kilobaud Magazine for a. Um, a Ritty project involving a UART uh, and the, I believe the 2211 um, with the old RCA 1802 microprocessor years and years back. And with the Arduino, I revisited that because I just found a programmable UART that interfaces directly to the Arduino. So now I, right. I you know, I, I was like, oh man, this is taking that project I did in 79. Let's bring it forward. What forty-two years? <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. but, and still, and still, the same concepts and same uh, arc, uh, design flow. Uh, it's the same. Yeah, it was identical. So yeah, it's the it same. Was very cool. Yeah. It was yeah. fun to do that project. Yeah, and uh, I was uh, in a part of your description of the the control of the of your, of the yeah exactly the. I had a problem, a same problem with. Uh, I was going to show Alan. Uh, I, I'm working with a in a small PCB that that uh, I had to do a couple of uh, current sources. The way he made them for the calibration of the of the Simpson uh, VOM, mm -hmm. uh, because because yes, the I, I I need to use an old style uh, analog joystick. Which, which is a couple of uh, potentiometers, but uh -huh. it uses only the variable resistor. It doesn't have the three. You don't have a, the separate uh, 
right. wiper. You have only a variable resistor. So I had that problem. We, in the Arduino, you, you get a, a nonlinear input. Exactly. But, but I did, what I did uh, is to use a current source and uh, send a, a fixed value of current through the resistor so I had a linear voltage in the output. So, and that's good if you have also a, 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 a long length of cable that can mitigate for the losses in the cable. Mm -hmm. right. So, I don't know. It's a way to do it. But the, it, I, it, was, it, it was fun because I made the current source the same way. Sorry, based on the circuits uh, Alan posted for the current mm -hmm. sources for, the, for, the, for calibrating the, the Simpson meter. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yes, and I just wanted to do mine in software, so I broke it down. I took the 360 degrees of rotation and broke it down into about it ended up being, um, shoot, uh, about 45 degree zones. So, every 45 degrees I turned, I changed. To a different set of calibration values. Yeah, right, like, like or having a, a table. A, 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 yeah, you can have a table to a lookup table. table. Yeah, and a lookup table. Adjusted for the nonlinearity that way. Yeah, well, I, I, this is also a project I'm making for, uh, for with my brother, and he he's more the software guy, and and I'm more the hardware guy, and it's really interesting because we were deciding what to do and. The first thing we said, okay, let's do our lookup table. But then we said we have a different uh, um, value of variable uh, and, and all the lookup table. Go you have to calibrate the lookup table every time. Yeah, the other way, you're, you're, you're fine. It's easier. So because you have a linear, a linear you, you need one value to calibrate yeah. and not the whole table. And uh, but you know it actually worked out real well with the the AR40, and it it got it super super accurate. I mean, realistically, when you're dealing with mechanics and turning and the wind and age and everything else, you know you're lucky to get within a degree or two to begin with. You don't even you don't need any more because the antenna is not that direction. <laughs> You know, 30 degrees wide. That way or that way, it's the same. <laughs> exactly. So what's one degree at that stage? Yeah, you have to have like UHF and many, yeah, yeah moon bouncing. I don't know. But yeah, that, 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 that project was really a challenge and really fun. And those are the Arduino projects I like, is the ones that you, you start, you're like, this should be so simple. And the further you get in, you realize just how deep a rabbit hole. Yeah, it's impossible. <laughs> how long has uh, the Arduino been around? When did it first come out? Oh gosh, two thousand five. Has it been Maybe. that long? Yeah, yeah. Mm. And Still going strong. Yeah, and really, um, it's it's moving away from the Uno and Nano now, uh, more into the STM thirty two, which isn't really an Arduino, but it's the same style. I mean, Arduino. What, in my point of view, Arduino, it's it's the the platform. I mean, it's independent uh, independent of the hardware itself. Yeah, it's uh, something that if it gets into the IDE and you use, use the same uh, way of programming, the same uh, how do you call them the 
how do you call the the programs the sketches sketches, sketches. Yeah. you can you can compile the sketches into the different hardware uh, the the uh, somebody has a book there somebody's got my new book <laughs> I don't well know. you know no, hey no, hey Glenn, i don't know i think this is arduino based it, that little receiver that's come out with the si 4732 i don't know if you're familiar with that or not yeah, yeah. This is the original. <coughs> that's what the original looked oh, like. That's, that's my second. Yeah, that's the original Uno, but that's my second Arduino book. Well, it's just yeah. a stroke of yeah. genius for somebody to figure out using the Atmega, you know, for something like that. Oh yeah. Oh, and think of give something to uh, to Glenn to think about. Uh, you know, you, you got to give him extra projects to think about uh, now that he's uh, free in the evenings. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know, uh, there's been a few changes, and uh, I'm going to have a lot more time available in the lab. <clears throat> so, Glenn, have you seen? There's a there's a radio out. This based it, it kind of goes by model SI 4732, 4735. But I believe that's a chip number, and it's uh, Joe Joe uh, showed one the show here a few weeks ago i'm thinking about ordering one here about 60 bucks but i also show that that radio here it appears you have you got one, one there oh it appears yeah. that it's a maybe arduino based you can buy yes it is arduino based yes, <laughs> you can you buy this chip uh, on, a, on its own shield or something that will plug into an arduino yeah. that may be something that you want to do it's a neat little receiver man yeah there you go um, yes, the problem I had with this one is that uh, uh, it was really, I, I was testing it and it kept on crashing the software. Oh, really? So I resetted it and kept on crashing and then I realized it was the thermostat of, a, of an oil heater I have, oh. electric heater, and, and the thermostat that kept the temperature, well, uh, steady. Uh, when it clicked, the radio crashed. Oh, so really? Oh, man. <laughs> so I now have to put it inside a metal case because I'm sure it's it's related, of course, to being like that, right? But but uh, I have to also upgrade the firmware because <coughs> uh, it, it has the really uh, uh, buggy one that comes from the factory. You know, there, there are other versions of the... Well, of here, the here's what it looks like. Here's the radio. You can buy it complete. And uh, yeah. there's a video of a plane. It sounds really good. It's really small, small. It runs on like 3.3 volts or something, and uh, uh, it's just a neat uh, low frequency up to through shortwave, and I guess even AM/FM. Uh, but thirty bucks too. <laughs> it's what? It looks like the, it looks like that chip goes from uh, you know 100 kilohertz all the way up to 30 meg. <coughs> Well, it does apparently does sideband and AM upper lower sideband. Yeah, it does. But I think it I think it does FM. If I'm not mistaken, just do it does maybe it not does maybe FM, not. Yes. I have to look at this. It no, does FM. Yes. Now maybe it's it only does, up to oh, thirty. It does FM. It maybe does indeed do FM. It does FM. Yes. Yeah. All right. I mean, I'm thinking about just getting one of these. I mean, I mean, hey, how, that is small. Hey, I can mount oh, that's that. Sixty nine dollars? I thought that was said six hundred. Wow. No, I could I could mount that in my truck and have a little shortwave uh, general coverage receiver in my truck. Yeah, you know. Yeah. This is uh, this is cool. That's uh, it, Ben. From this. 
Well, you can get that board. That, no uh, antenna. <laughs> you can get the board that Charlie's showing for forty dollars from Banggood. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You can get the board, the the chip with the shield or something. And but but look, you here you get the case, you get everything. I mean, it's all. Oh, yeah. you know. buying a case I'm like that, one. you can build your own. Because I ain't got time to keep building stuff. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> I mean, it was it would look. I, I, had, I don't. Hey. I, I I didn't buy the one with the case because I had uh, a remaining. I I I think I told Alan last time uh, a remaining. Um, uh, it was like forty bucks on a, on a on a budget I had, so yeah, I had to yeah. buy the without the case. <laughs> yeah, well, if you see. can't buy it with a case, so um, there's the back of it. It's got a BNC connector for the uh, for the antenna. Looks like it's uh, powered. It's powered by three point three volt. It looks like it's powered by a USB uh, connector. What well, what I'm not clear, and maybe if somebody knows. Uh, I don't know if it if it the battery recharges. Oh yes, it says charge. So hey, look, maybe look, it yes. says it says it, FM on here yeah. too. This I, yeah. I think this thing will pick up the FM band. Look, it says yes, it does. Oh yeah, I was listening to FM right oh, now. Oh yeah. yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I looked it up, and yes, that chip will do FM. But it's a metal. It's a nice little metal case. Look, you know. And oh, so that's the same thing that you got there, Carlos. Yeah, the same thing. It's the same thing, except you just got the chip and the the shield, I guess, to build your own. The same thing, and it does RDS and everything. You know when for the That is just cool. Yeah, it's really cool. So, Glenn, man, you need you need to take one of those chips there and do something with Arduino and make it do something, man. You know? Yeah, it's on the list. To make a million dollars. Maybe what? we maybe we build a little transmitter about the same size as that, and we pair them up. Well, I, let me uh, let me show you something here. Da, 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 da. I was interested <clears throat> in the in the um, uh, cat display for the JS. So I thought I saw it there in the in the list of uh, projects of the book. Yeah. Uh, and that uh, that would work, for example, with the FT eight five seven. No, oh, it works with all the they all all the. Yeah, you, you know, I, I I have an eight five seven, which is not mine. It was given to me by uh, by a, 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 a ham that that had to 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 move to he he went to live to Paraguay and he left the he left the the, the unit with me. But I didn't I don't use it because uh, the. The display is broken, so so I cannot. You know, it's the classic problem of that of that uh, unit. So it's there, but it's a really good equipment. But I'm looking for a way to see the display. You know. Yeah. Well, here's my next wild and crazy idea. Uh, yeah, I have one of those too. Got it showing on the on those the screen. Yeah. Right? yeah. Uh, we're gonna add a real receiver board to this. Uh, an Arduino and replace those little LEDs with uh, RGB LEDs. And we're going to have the Arduino. And this thing is actually going to do a real-time scan of all the beacon monitors. Uh, mm -hmm. And if it can hear them, uh, the way those beacon monitor beacons work is they transmit a low-power uh, tone and then a high-power tone for X number of seconds. 
and based on if I hear it, I'll, you know, depending on which of the powers, it will turn the LED either green or orange or yellow. And if I don't hear it at all, it'll be red. Hmm. So that way you can actually literally watch a band be open around the world based on it hearing those beacons. You know, Glenn, I, I've got that same uh, thing here. I've, I've listened. The way that w- way that works as is there, uh, you, you put your, your uh, ham receiver on that frequency, uh, and then you watch the lights. And if you, hear, if you hear the signal come out of your ham receiver, you look at what light is on, and Correct. that tells you what part of the world the signal is coming from. But I have had very... Uh, not almost any luck hearing signals. Uh, maybe just because the bands have just been so bad. Right, over but that's the years. why I wanted to put a. You know, I'm going to put a 20 meter receiver in mine. Oh, the one you got, Tom. You got to hook it to your radio. No, that that does no. no see, the, the the thing about this this says beacon monitor. This is not a receiver. It's just a, a very uh, high accurate uh, time base. And it and it time base. Oh, I see. The, it tells you what uh, the time base. Active. Yeah, the time base moves that little light around different places in the world. And when that light's on, say in Japan, you have to listen on your ham receiver on that frequency. And if you hear the signal, that means it's coming from Japan. If the light is on, if the light is on in South America, that means the signal's coming from South America, because they're all synchronized to this. Yeah, it's strictly nothing more than a light display based on the time when that area is supposed yeah, to Yeah, but uh, how does it synchronize with the time? It uses uh, WWV on, what is oh. it, 60 kilohertz? Yeah, the atomics. Oh, I see yeah. there, the atomics. Yeah. Yeah. So or you sync it manually. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah, so it will sync by atomic time, and every beacon has a specific time that it's going to transmit. And that's how it knows which light to light. Yeah, I'm like, put- no, 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 let me put a real receiver so if it hears it, it will light the light, and that way I can just look at it at any given moment and know if the band's open. So, so, or, or put a Raspberry Pi with a little monitor and put WSPR on it. Yeah, I could go that way, but I don't do Pi, I do Arduino. Okay, yeah. I leave the Pi for other people. Yeah. Well, and this this uh, also gives you the frequencies for the time slots for the other bands. It'll have, I think, it has forty, twenty, and I don't know. I have to look. I think oh, it's I three. Uh, it's, it's three got bands. Twenty, uh, seventeen, fifteen. Uh, yeah. So you, but you're only going to put a receiver for like one band in here, right? So yeah, and then and then ten meters. So it's twenty through ten. Yeah. Well, your twenty stand. is all that matters when you're a DX. Yeah. That's me. But if you want to know when uh, fifteen or ten is open, uh, just the, the I'm either going to do a, a single free, single uh, band board, or I can use that forty-seven thirty-two receiver of, of Carlos is there and program you know programmatically control it. And, or yeah. maybe an SDR. Or okay, SDR. I want to I want to pre-order one. <laughs> yeah. I gotta build it first. So there you go, that forty-seven thirty-two. Yeah. It looks like it's got some possibilities to play with. <laughs> I, I'm laughing because it, at one job I had that problem once. I came up with an idea. I showed it an idea. I showed it to the boss, and then <laughs> later in the day he told me, "Okay, I sold three of them now." Yeah. 
When are they ready? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what in my very first book. That's how I came up with the lightning detector. We were at a a, a breakfast with the local ham, <laughs> and we started talking. Somebody's got a dog, but uh, we were starting to. Um, talk about lightning detectors and you know it was, oh those are expensive and everything and i came home and you know googled it and next thing i know i found a 25 dollar module for the arduino that would do the lightning detection yep. and i'm like bang there's the lightning detector. there you go yeah and so now for 50 bucks you can guys, build your own lightning hey guys that's my cup i gotta run all right, man. Hey. Great thing listening to you guys. Yeah. And, uh, hope to be back on uh, some other time. Yeah. Thank thanks care. for thanks for joining us. Good night. Good night. Good night. All right, guys. We've uh, filled up our uh, show time, and we're off of shortwave already. So um, I'm thinking I'm thinking I already go get me some popcorn or something, man. Popcorn sounds know. good. Hey, Tom. Yeah. I, I, uh, you remember Adrian? Yeah. Uh, he's going to be the speaker for the DX dinner at the New England AWL convention. He lives in New York, so it's only like yeah, yeah. four hours up the road. But he's going to be talking about the Market Reef, the A-Land, and Brando Island's uh, D-Expedition. So uh, I, I, I bought the ticket. Okay, well, cool. <laughs> Well, he does a lot of one man and two oh, man uh, expeditions. Right? That man, he he he's all over the world. You he, never know where he's he at. He does stuff that I would not even attempt. I think the last time we had him on the show, he had just done Bosnia, and uh, he was in a hotel in Bosnia. And you got to be careful in Bosnia because there's some bad dudes running up and down the street with uh, <laughs> with machine guns and bazookas, man. You know. Yeah, I'd rather just do a de expedition from some nice Caribbean island. Yeah, maybe maybe it gets where we do a de expedition with a remote radio. You know? No, 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 no. You gotta be you gotta be a beach with your toes in the sand. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. You mean you mean? Well, look, I I can do it. I can do it right here, man. There you go. go. I can do it right here. Ah, reminds me of when I was in Guam. Yeah. Oh man! Now, if I, I I want to do a de expedition, but it's going to be on a beach with sand. That's all there is to it. Huh? Yeah. All right. Yeah, I have also this. Uh, I wanted to show because talking about old stuff. Uh, oh my gosh! I, I remember that. I have this, and That's man, I I only know that the people that knew how to use this. What G uses because yes. yeah be, before I understand this the sad passes like three or four times yeah you have to get your slide your, roll out yeah and you have some sort of transparencies that of course yeah I have to study it but you have to put it on top and I don't know what yes but we didn't have the internet and computers back then you know the, the apps on the phones yeah right. the sat is there so i don't know uh, but this shows how uh, hams used to work uh, hey i worked out yeah. for seven with that thing hey so did I, you guys yeah. hear the uh, space station actually had a pretty big emergency this past week 
Did y'all hear the the, the oh, one yeah. with when the docking, the thing with the, the docking with the Russian module? Yeah, the module decided to take off on its the, own. The the dock Russian module, the engine came on and it ran for like I don't know twenty minutes or something. Wow! It actually flipped the space station upside down. It 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 moved the space station a little out yeah. of orbit and it turned them upside down. But it said it, it moved got, it, it moved it, got it so the space slow. Stations engines fighting against the yeah. uh, the the other ones. It, it said there. it moved so slow they didn't realize that they had turned it upside down. I'll have to ask our friend here. Here's our friend right here. Let's see. Let me get let me get Doug on here. Here we go. Yeah, we'll have to Let's ask old wheels here. Amateur radio roundtable on W5KUB.com. I watch see. amateur radio roundtable. He looks so much KUB. like our commander. It's scary. This Doug Wheelock in my spare time on the space. Can you can you hear him? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hi, I'm Doug Wheelock in my spare time on this. Yeah, too bad he's not going to be able to make Huntsville this year. I, I love seeing him. Amateur radio, I turn in, tune in to W5KUB. Hi, I'm Doug Wheelock, and in my spare time on the space station, I stay connected to planet Earth by listening to amateur radio. I turn it, tune in to. Why do I say turn into? Hi, I'm Doug Wheelock. In my spare time on the space huh. station, I... It took him a while to get it. Up again? It yeah. took a while. <laughs> you know, it doesn't seem like the current astronauts are using that ham radio station at well, all. you know, they just got it fixed. Oh, is that right? They yeah, had it's been a, down for a while. Yeah, they they, they a put a new cable, and the new cable was worse than the old cable, so they went back to the old cable. Yeah, really. something like that. Of course, you don't need a very big tower on that thing. No, but oh, yeah. the, the, an external cable to the antenna, something really fancy, and it was didn't work. How many times did you talk to him, Tom? Just in your car? I've been waiting forever. Well, I I talked to Doug thirty times one month, and I talked to him three times driving home in my car from work. Did you ever get the QSL card? You know, I, I've got signed pictures and stuff from him here. I've made up some cards with him. And, of course, after that, Doug, you know, and I sent Doug barbecue for his first meal back on Earth. I remember you saw that. that. And since then, Doug has gone to hunt. He's gone to Dayton with us for eight years. Uh, yeah. He was going to try to make Huntsville, but he couldn't make it this time. And, yeah, I, we've struck up a pretty good friendship. Doug's even stayed here at my home He uh, a couple years ago. He came to Memphis and stayed here. And uh, it's just it's just so interesting to talk to him and listen to you know uh, what he says. You know, it's just it's just amazing. Well, guys, I think yeah. I'm gonna get out of here. And uh, I'll say seven three. Good yeah, night. I gotta go to work yeah. tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Good I'm gonna get night, out of here, man. and we'll Thanks, uh, we'll see you later, guys. Good night, Tom. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good show, by the way. <laughs> Yeah. Big, a, a really great show. Great All show, right, huh? thank you, man. Thank really you. Great show. Bye. What's happening here?